Okay, cool. So here I am for Conversation Squared, I think number eight, I should really start counting them, with Michelle Parayo. And I would love it if Michelle could tell me a little bit about herself. Hi, Ben, and hi, everyone watching. Um, thank you so much for joining in. Um, my name is Michelle. I am a conversation, design, a conversation designer and a conversation design manager at Geo Haptic uh, as of today. I've been designing assistance and writing in the internet space uh, since 2014. Uh, I love reading, writing, doing all of the things that a typical bookworm would do. And, and I'm very excited to join you. Thank you so much. Super. Thank you so much for coming. And I feel like this conversation is, I'm very excited to hear your thoughts on it because we're going to be talking about proactive messaging. Sorry, I said messaging. That's totally wrong. It's proactive messaging. <laughs> and uh, the amazing thing is that you are the first guest who proactively messaged me to to talk about being on the show. So it's it's absolutely perfect. There's, uh, you know, the, the stars are lining up. I don't know yeah. how to sum up. It's just wonderful yeah. that you reached out to me. So thank you for reaching out because I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this. Um, and for anyone else who's listening who wants to talk about a subject, please also reach out to me and we'll see if uh, we can have an interview to discuss a topic. So I'm going to put on the wee ticker tape because it looks great. Here comes 30 seconds go. <laughs> and uh, so Michelle, um, I guess you know basically what I'm aiming for here, but if you can give me Roughly 30 seconds response. Shorter is great, but, you know, if you aim for a nice, succinct uh, response to these questions, and I'll try to not derail you. Okay, are you ready for the first one? Let's go. Super. So, Michelle, please, can you tell me what is the most useful thing you use at work? And it can be anything. Okay. So, obviously, I don't want to bore anyone with an answer like laptop. So I'm going to think of something unique here. So I have something on my table. This is uh, a phone stand that I okay. use to keep my phone right next to me. I can look at it if I'm testing conversations, if I'm testing bots or looking at something, it's right next to my laptop. So slightly less boring answer. So, no, yeah. super, super. And I think I can hear that thunderstorm you were talking about in the background. Yeah, yeah is it, yes. is it uh, getting a bit more intense and wild? Yes, it is raining. There's going to be a lot of wind. So yep, let's hope everything stays in its place. Yeah, cool. Well, it'll add a certain dramatic element to the interview. So if, yeah, describe to me anything that's going on if you think uh, it's going to be like, you know, because obviously I can't see the environment you're in. So yeah, if I yeah. get confused, I might ask time. you to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, okay. Yeah. But so far, so good. Okay. So, second, and that was a great answer. Thank you very much. Please, Michelle, can you tell me how would you define the best use case for a bot or for a conversational AI? Right. So, I'm going to address this in two parts. Uh, there is one, which is how do you define a good use case? And a good use case is a use case that actually solves a problem for the end user. So, whatever is impactful for the brand that's a good use case. Um, and uh, it may be something like proactive messaging, which is a part of any bot. It could be something like solving a customer support issue. 
which is affecting users if you're a, if you're the kind of brand who is building a customer support bot if you're building a commerce bot it could be something like helping customers address que- questions about products and purchasing um but all in all you want to make sure that your use case actually solves a problem and you're not building a bot for the sake of it or to show people that you have a fancy assistant yeah super thank you great answer great answer and so the final one please um when we're building bots do you feel that the ultimate aim is to have something that feels like a human is that what we're aiming for basically to i don't know if clone is the word it's too strong but to sort of mimic humans as much as possible hmm um i think this needs a little bit of a layered answer I don't think that a virtual assistant is there to replace a human being's capabilities completely. It's there to augment and enhance and support an an assistant. That's how when we initially launched assistants um at Haptic, it came in with the caveat that this human assistant would uh, or this virtual assistant would hand off to a human assistant whenever needed if it got too sensitive if the customer was too frustrated if they were just saying i want to talk to a person i don't want to talk to you the bot should acknowledge and say hey i'm going to step out i'm going to hand it out um and mm-hmm. gracefully handle that transition so um uh, let me say that a bot is there to augment and support a human uh, assistant system yeah super and uh Well done because it's so hard to answer that one in 30 seconds. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's the kind of subject that deserves a whole book or yeah. So fantastic job. Thank you. Um Thank you. cool. And um yeah, just to remind the listeners that those noises are the thunderstorm that Michelle is currently in. So uh thank you so much for yeah. <laughs> joining us even when the weather is getting pretty cold around you. Oh. Yeah. Shall we get into yeah. the main part? Shall we start looking more at proactive messaging? Let's sure. go. Ahead. Cool. So let's talk about proactive messaging. <clears throat> I think just to ground the discussion to to get a good sense of what we're really talking about here, please Michelle, could you tell me what what do we mean by proactive messaging? it's a good place to begin this conversation so proactive messaging means a lot of different things for different brands for different conversation designers even whatever opinions i'm expressing here are just solely from my experience and what we've seen so proactive messaging in very simple terms means that a bot is reaching out and informing the end user or the customer that it's present it's available and it's there to help the person so yeah that's the general term that we're going for um it can mean different things in different contexts and when it comes to different channels as well so for example on whatsapp proactive messaging means sending a whatsapp notification whatsapp has its own terminology to address this they call it hsms or highly structured messages uh when it comes to a web bot it would mean something like a bot prompt uh, or a bot notification for an android app it would be a push notification um so it depends on which context you're talking about and all of these be examples of proactively messaging or proactively reaching out to the end user um to get their attention or at least inform them of the services yeah so uh to you know just to make sure i'm 
in the right place with this. I'm not misunderstanding. Essentially, proactive is when the bot initiates a conversation with the user rather than the other way around. That's good. That's good. Yeah, sure. So when, you know, like, I imagine with this, there are so many new considerations about how this can be done. Because essentially, you know, I don't know if we can talk about classic conversation design yet, but really, usually we're reactive, right? Somebody comes to us, they have a problem, and then we design a bot conversation that should try and resolve that problem. So now, if the bot is actually reaching out into somebody's life, into their day while they're doing whatever, and they're not... Uh, they're not actually trying to speak to the bot, so they could be doing anything. Their head is in a different place. This can lead to, I guess, all sorts of new challenges, right? So can you talk maybe about uh, a bit about where you see challenges with this and um, also the successes, like the ways that proactive messaging can really work? Absolutely. So um, you're right. It's never an easy and it shouldn't be an easy thing for us to interrupt an end user uh, in any manner because we all know how frustrating it is when we receive spam or we feel like we're overly being hounded by an assistant we don't want to talk to right so that's yeah. never the expectation the good thing is that we we all know as customers it's great to receive an email or a notification at the right time reminding you to complete your shopping or hey, you've completed a transaction, here's a receipt. We all know about examples of good proactive messaging in our lives, even outside the context of chatbots. It could be mm -hmm. as, as it could be an email that reminds us to complete our taxes or anything. So we all like notifications. That's one key thing for any conversation designer to remember. It's, it's not to push away the idea that proactive messaging is, it's, it's never to say that it's bad in all cases. It can be good. Yeah. The thing to remember is to send it at the right time and to send it when it's asked for. Um, so some past examples would include, uh, you know, WhatsApp notifications, which took off in a massive manner in India, especially I can attest to a lot of case studies. But even globally, uh, WhatsApp is seeing so many customers welcome the idea of getting a WhatsApp notification at the right time. And in mm -hmm. the right way, because it's richer than an SMS, it can contain things like uh, receipts or PDFs with your tickets in it. Uh, so there's always a right place and a right time. And knowing when to send it and knowing the right use cases, again, is important, even when it comes to proactive messaging. Yeah, it's great. Because, you know, something that stands out to me is that if we're doing it via chat channels, then you know, the user can choose to look at it later. They can know that they have the notification, but they don't have to read it instantly. Whereas if this was done with voice, it would be like, hey, speak to me now. You know, the bot would be literally tapping them on the shoulder no matter what they're doing. So, it, like, we're talking predominantly about chat, right? Um, rather than voice. Then the only... I'm just thinking out loud, but the only danger really could be a sort of notification pileup where the user hasn't looked at them for a while and suddenly they've got 10 or I don't know how many. Is this yes. is this something that has to be dealt with? Yes, absolutely. So let me give you an example of when proactive messaging can go absolutely wrong. 
um, when we were initially testing out notifications on WhatsApp, um, we went in with the mindset of, hey, we've done this on web. We know when notifications should be sent. We know it. But the one thing that's important to note is that a WhatsApp notification is so personal because we talk to family on it. We talk to friends on it. And when a business messages you and it's a sudden, abrupt, big pinging noise on your phone and a push notification that says, hi, are you still there? It is so annoying. So you want to make sure that anytime you divide messages on WhatsApp, you know, even beyond the concept of a proactive notification, let's say you're going in a back and forth with a user and you have, you have to send maybe around four messages worth of content to the customer. It's mm -hmm. important to remember that every single message is going to be a ping on WhatsApp or even if think of any other messaging service. So you have yeah. to be really judicious with your use of message divisions as well. Make sure that you're not sending a reminder unless it's absolutely critical. We're very fond of in the conversation design world of sending reminders every time we need to collect, collect a piece of information like an entity. Uh, mm -hmm. Hey, are you, are you still there? Can you... Do you want to share your phone number? Do you want to share your name? It is so critical for us to double and triple check if a certain piece of information is really required um, when it comes to proactive messaging. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. And then it also makes me wonder about the, the acceptable times to send a proactive message because, of course, a bot essentially is available 24-7 whenever. But do you restrict when you would proactively message the user? That's a good question. Um, there are two answers to it. Number one, if you're sending a proactive message or a notification for any transactional event, like when I've made a purchase or mm -hmm. let's say I've booked a ticket, you want to send those in real time. There's no point in waiting for a day because if people are shopping at night, they expect to get the receipt immediately. So a transactional notification, send immediately. Be judicious. Is it something that a consumer would want to know immediately? The second case is proactive notifications that require the, the end user to action on or react or engage with something that's maybe not as important as a transactional notification, more of a promotional Notification, you want to be a smart marketer at that point. Use all of the principles that are available today, right? Like there are the correct time to send an email. You know that if you send it on a Monday morning, it's, it's going to be lost with a lot of other things. You, you know not to send yeah. it on a Friday evening. So use the same principles. I, I always believe in using what existing information we have. So a lot of principles, common sense things that apply to email, email marketing, SMS marketing. You know, bring all of those into chat marketing or whatever marketing you're doing with your chatbot as well um, and try not to spam the end user uh, at the end of the day yeah sure i think that's that's the thing we really have to be careful about right it even i was at the european chatbot summit and that was a question that came from the audience there were you know I, I, it was actually when I did a talk which was totally not related to proactive messaging but they were saying you know uh, what's the danger of our assistants just spamming us all the time when they have this ability and it seems i don't know like this is just one isolated case but i imagine many people are perhaps worried about that potential and 
But essentially, it's going to be a terrible user experience, right? If if we were spamming users. Absolutely. And, and I think it's very, very important for us to imagine ourselves in this scenario, right? Imagine opening up your WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger or Instagram Messenger and then suddenly seeing this huge number of businesses just messaging you out of the blue. I yeah. mean... You're you're facing a lot of people blocking you at that point, right? Even if it was a yeah. person, you'd likely get blocked for spamming yeah. somebody else. So don't do something that you would not like as a consumer. And that also brings in the aspect of you know, be, being really ethical with how you use up a consumer space. And uh, yeah, as long as you're respectful to them, they'll be respectful back. It's a good uh, rule of thumb. Yeah, I think so. I think so. You know, like every user has a relationship with the brand, don't they? So it, it really does need to feel like uh, it needs to feel human. It needs to feel like you're you're dealing with humans. Um, so, oh, wow, that was a good one. <laughs> you know, I actually have an idea to add, like I have tons of recordings of thunderstorms. I think I'll just add one so that it's absolutely clear for people listening in what's going on here. But really, like, yeah, your commitment is incredible that you're calling me from a thunderstorm. Yeah, I think we should add some graphics. <laughs> yeah. the song included with the podcast. But yeah. yeah. I, that would be fun. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, as long as you're still okay to go, I am. Yeah. I am. Let's go ahead. Cool. Yeah, this is a lovely chat, Michelle. So, what you're talking about there um, is making me think of data, you know, like how are the best ways for bots to proactively message people? And I feel that what we know about the user, what we know about the brand and so on can really be influenced uh sorry sorry i'll I'll rephrase that um what what data we have in terms of the user and the brand and the use case and so on could really help us to decide when's the best time to proactively message or what type of proactive message should be sent uh what 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 are your thoughts on that please so um actually this is i will say this is one of the most underutilized uh, pieces of information out there. Uh, mm-hmm. We often hear a lot of customers come back to us through subtle actions in chat, in voice, indicating that they're either interested or not interested in proactive messaging. Let me give you a very okay. simple example of this. Uh, when we were looking at how well our web bot prompts were working for our web SDK bots uh, on our websites, we found that um, in many cases, when customers were not interested in talking to a bot prompt, they would dismiss a prompt at some point by clicking on the X button. That had two meanings. Either they were not interested in talking to the bot at all, or they were just not interested in talking to the bot at that particular point in time. Yeah, yeah. It's, and, and we didn't understand this because initially when you look at the data, just, you know, from a very surface level, it feels, okay, X number of people are interested because they're clicking on the bottom prompt, but X number of people are just, they've not engaged. So it naturally just feels like they're not interested or this is just a drop off. But it's important for anybody, conversation designers or data analysts or whoever's looking at this data to really look at the nitty-gritty like are people re-engaging with the bot afterward 
are they coming back to the bot after 5 minutes maybe they're waiting to scroll to the end of the web page and then they come back talking to the bot so all of these are small subtle differences that you won't get if you don't look at the data because mm -hmm. you know it's very tempting to just focus on okay x percentage clicked on the bot that must mean that only that many people are interested so yeah 100% you you will discover so many things about customers if you bother looking one level deeper ah uh, Yeah, it's great. It makes me think that when when we're interpreting data, we can feel like there's explicit messages in there, like, "Oh, it's a clear correlation between this and something else," but actually, it might be something implied that, exactly as you say, we have to go deeper. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, it's great to tap into your your mastery of this field. It feels like there's so much I could ask you about it. Um, and. you know also what you were saying that if if a user does explicitly say that they don't want proactive messaging the absolute worst thing to do would be to then continue to proactively message them that's yes correct yeah. um again few layers here you want to be careful about how you interpret that message as well if a person has explicitly come to your bot and said hey don't message me that's a straightforward no right yep. uh, but there could be layers like um, for example we found this on whatsapp actually um, where whatsapp as of today just lets you block a business if you're not interested in a message that's being sent but if you look at the if you look at the data if you, you know, speak to people if you go do some user research very often we found that people are interested in getting messages and being notified about transactional things like hey here's your airplane ticket we booked it or here's your purchase receipt or here's an important update about your life insurance that's important people want to know what people don't want is promotional messages about in some cases not in a lot of cases about here's our new product and very often if you think back to how email marketing is done you have that option whenever you click on unsubscribe to select the type of messaging and emails that you want and very often people will still keep important updates important account notifications transactional notifications they keep all those on but they switch off promotional notifications and unnecessary spam seeming notifications so i mean be smart about things like this and ask for permission always take consent opt-ins from users before sending them notifications and also find out which types of notifications they want because uh that's another layer you can take advantage of uh, when it comes to proactive messaging yeah super super and another thing i'm thinking about is you know if a bot proactively messages someone and i don't know i'm trying to think of a scenario but perhaps it's just absolutely the wrong time like uh you know like if you proactively message and there's a question attached perhaps um and the user is just in the wrong time for whatever like uh they have too much work they're stressed let's take that example and so clearly the bot is mistaken to be reaching out at that moment because it's really you know unwelcome for the user how might we fall back how might we correct that situation as elegantly as possible 
so this is a difficult situation right you know the first prevention is better than cure so you don't want to mm-hmm. send that message in the first place however yeah. the fall back to build in to most of your proactive messages um is to have some type of a escape route simple response letting them say something like i'm not interested or text me later or not now um uh, having at least one escape route for your end user is important every time you proact you send a proactive message um so that you know customers have an escape route that's not leading to blocking your business or you know whatever is the worst case scenario they can take at that point um it's best to off- proactively offer that option yourself so customers don't feel like they have to go to extreme lengths uh, in that case yeah sure super super and are there i don't know if this is going to sound too general but i'll try i'll try the question and see um are there use cases or scenarios where perhaps a client comes to you and says you know we we would love to try and proactively message the user uh for this and you would say no 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 yes. terrible idea yes 100% i think this is the job of any conversation designer to push back very often um when you know when you have these kinds of ideas um so yes the very obvious cases honestly it's about not over spamming the user um making sure that you're sending the right types of notifications the third case would be to actually tailor the messages to that particular customer make it personal make it brand specific instead of keeping it a generic you know marketing message like here's your receipt i often educate um, you know in the past i have educated clients about how you can use that one precious messaging opportunity that you have let's say it's a transactional notification like you're sending a receipt don't make it a bland receipt message right take that opportunity because a the customer in this case will welcome it because it's a valuable piece of information but use that time to maybe also educate them about other things about the brand instead of sending a second or a third promotional message use a transactional message to also educate because every time you reach reach out to a customer it's a touch point you know you can educate them maybe say hi or here's your receipt we'd love to see you shop with us again uh, here's a message or here's a discount coupon for you to use next time um mm-hmm. so again it's about being really respectful about someone's space uh, when you have the opportunity reach out and you know, put your best foot forward uh, in that yeah that's great and it's also i would i would say just thinking out loud but i would say that in many ways proactive messaging is actually perhaps stronger in terms of branding and also the bots persona so to speak uh than than reactive conversations because you're basically taking a stand and saying like i want to talk to you about this you're like getting the user's attention and saying like i want your attention now rather than the user coming and saying hey but i need you now so i would say it's it's actually quite critical that it comes across well and makes the right impression absolutely 100% yeah cool okay i'm getting the hang of this <laughs> so um we're we're talking i would say quite a lot about you know like we've we've spoken about whatsapp uh or sorry you've spoken about whatsapp quite a bit um what are the kind of channels that you're doing this in 
Um, are there any unusual channels? Is it, you know, please, could you give me a kind of overview of the channels where this is being used? Sure, sure. So very naturally, because of the nature of messaging channels and because WhatsApp has taken the world by storm, it's used by billion people in India. It's used, um, especially in North America, sorry, South America, a lot in the Brazil area. You'll mm -hmm. see me talk a lot about WhatsApp because that's what the market wants now. As of today, that's what customers are really interested in. Um, yeah. But any messaging channel, honestly, um, you know, think about Instagram, think about Facebook. I, I do want to put in one unique feature that you may not think of as proactive messaging, but it is in a way. Um, it's it's the welcome experience that you craft for your bot. So the moment somebody tries to reach out to your brand, let's say on something like Facebook Messenger or Instagram, all of which are part of the meta family, um, there is a page that's shown to them on your chat screen where you can put in things like conversation starters, like, hi, it looks like you're here to chat with us. Here are three or four topics that I am open to talking to you about. Mm -hmm. So if you think about it, I mean, I would classify those as a, a small type of proactive messaging when the customer, where the brand is offering to talk about a few topics proactively before the before the end user is asking about them. Saying, hey, I know that you may have questions. I think you're going to ask me about these three or four topics. It just makes things so much more easier because it feels like the brand is anticipating what you want uh yeah and, and you know the, the customer doesn't have to come in and explain themselves and whenever in past uh, interviews or whenever i've spoken to people in the in the space one bot they uh, an example of a bot that i got was the bank of america chatbot and very specifically this transactional use case where the chatbot itself told the, end, the customer that, hey, are you here to ask me about this particular transaction? It's just a small thing, but such a delightful experience because they remembered and then they felt like the chatbot actually helped them in that scenario by proactively, in a way, proactively saying, do you need help about this? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's data, right? The, yeah. The, they had the data to know what the customer had been doing. As far as I understand it, so then as soon as the user goes to the chatbot, it's like, that's probably what you're going to want to talk about. That's correct. And I think it can be less guess. You know, it doesn't have to be so much guesswork. I think the Amazon chatbot does this very well as well. If you go to Amazon, you try to report and go to customer service and try to talk to that chatbot. It simply lists out the last few transactions and asks you which one you want to talk about, which is mm -hmm. just common sense, right? Obviously, if yeah. I'm talking to the bot, I'm not going to come and talk about something a year old. It's likely yeah. about something I recently purchased. So, small, delightful user experience tip for anybody, really. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And so, talking about delightful user experience and, you know, where, like, what's the potential of this? Where do you see the future of proactive messaging going? That's a good one. And uh, just because the world is talking about it, I must uh, bring in chat GPT as well. I must bring oh, no! in... No! Oh, my <laughs> no, please. Sorry, I'm not trying to derail you. Uh, yeah. Please tell me about chat GPT. But yes, I, I, I do want to point out that uh, uh, in the past, just like we were discussing in the previous example, 
it almost feels very daunting because you feel like oh my oh my goodness if i have to think about every single type of customer and think about every single type of journey and craft a proactive message for hundreds of different possible variations that's difficult to do i yeah. mean with with generative ai at your fingertips and as a conversation designer you, you can probably think about the top 4 or 5 categories of customer problems when it comes mm-hmm. to proactive messaging bucket them into different categories and come coming up with a personalized proactive message is not that far off i mean it it was earlier a big manual heavy task and if you could invest that much time and money that was good but today when you have generative ai available to you i think it's important to to reuse that to make proactive messaging more personal more relevant so and i think the future is going to be less accepting of spam and i hope they are less accept, accepting of spam as we are today like mm-hmm. like up i know i know my grandparents will still look at every single email they get even if it's spam and you know they'll carefully read it and then they'll say yeah. okay you know what is this spam and they'll be very yeah. very very scared to mark something as spam whereas i know that as things are going forward like we have less patience to deal with things like this we're just going to block a brand if we're not it's not relevant so we will expect more from our brands and we'll expect more from our assistants and yeah that that means more work for conversation designers but yeah yeah, that's yeah abs- absolutely absolutely and i think also um exactly as as you've brought chatgpt in and I'm, i'm sorry that i reacted so strongly it's just uh i'm reading so much about it because of course yeah. it's super rel- it's like the most relevant thing to us at the moment right it's such a a massive thing and i think what this could do you know um we have generative ai like chatgpt the ability to generate uh messaging and then if you couple that with proactive it could just balloon the amount of content and uh messaging that's going on so i think definitely designers and you know the entire team working on conversational ai are going to have to consider more and more when's the right time to do this when's the right time to reach out and how are we doing it you know yeah it could be even like our fridges you know if the food runs out get a message on our phone like you need more milk <laughs> absolutely it could i mean i'm not going to put a cap to this so yeah might- yeah and i think even uh caring brands you know like it's it can be an, a very empathetic thing to reach out at the right moment with the right message to help somebody that's good that's good yeah yeah so many possibilities so thank you so much michelle thank you so much um that's been a wonderful deep dive into proactive messaging for me so i've i've learned a ton and i'm super grateful especially as you called from within a thunderstorm it seems like it's kind of calmed down now right is it go- yeah yes it's gone into the distance yeah um so uh where would people reach out to you if they wanted or where can they follow you if they want to see what you're up to where are you most sure. active so like most people on the internet you can find me on uh, linkedin i have a website uh, yeah just feel free i'm also on adp list in case uh, anybody is looking to learn more about conversation design uh, feel free to reach out to me uh, and yeah send me a connection request on linkedin and 
happy to talk to you about conversation design. Excellent. Yeah. Um, I have to ask, what what is ADP List? I haven't heard of this. Um, oh wow! Uh, so ADP List is actually um, this collective of mentors and people in the technology and design spaces who volunteer their time to to provide free mentorship sessions to anybody who wants it really. So you can meet Excellent. some of the best minds on the planet just if you want to talk to them or ask questions about your career or job. It's a great place to be. Excellent. Cool. Great, yeah. great thing to discover. So thank you very much. Um, yeah, so that's great. Thank you very much, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ben. I've enjoyed and I hope everyone has a fun time designing their assistance and using proactive messaging wisely. So, Amen. <laughs>